Coleman. Welcome to 5 Minutes of Good Stuff with Carlizzi. I'm your favorite host of this particular podcast, Carlizzi, in this episode 26. Oh, it's a plus episode. It's going to be a long one. And uh, by long, I mean hopefully 30 minutes or we'll see how far this goes. But I'm joined by my special guest, (laughs) the second best person that the critics love, my wife, Carlizzi. Welcome, Carlizzi. Hello. All right, very good. So good to see you. Crowd's going crazy. Will she talk loud enough? The world will never know. <laughs> what do you think? I don't know. Very good. I well, like to keep them guessing. I like to keep them guessing. Hey, Walt. <laughs> Folks are listening. Hey, you know, maybe you're going to have some loud parts and maybe you have some not so loud parts. But we're going to make sure that our post-production uh, guy, which is also me, I'm not going to do a good job doing that. So, you know, that's the beauty of our relationship. I'm the loud guy mm-hmm. and you're the quiet gal, but also sometimes you're the loud gal. Sometimes. And it's like, wow, wow, she, you're a loud gal. And most of the time it's like, wow, I'm a loud guy. And that's okay. That's how we work together. That was explained beautifully. We're like chocolate and pretzels. <laughs> best combo ever am i right am i right it's a pretty good combo yeah so it's been a while since we've done a plus episode i want to say it was like uh, last time you were on probably so very excited to, to go over the five minute mark this uh, episode i'm going to be talking a lot about johnny and friends family retreat that was the thing i volunteered at last week you, you heard from carly's from the past i heard that he said that summer starts in january 21st someone a couple people pointed that out and i don't know why he would say such a thing but mm. he meant june 21st so that we're officially in summer now but uh i talked about me leaving and last year i did a debrief so this year i want to do a debrief again this podcast is more of a um audio diary so we're going to get into some deep topics but but not too deep that you wouldn't be able to follow along, but deep enough to where, like, I, when I listen back on it, I can remember. And we obviously have to change the names of some people for privacy reasons. But I want to go through my week at Johnny and Friends Family Retreat. And I highly recommend if you ever decide to um, want to volunteer at an organization or uh, donate to an organization, Johnny and Friends has done a lot of things uh, for the world of, of persons with disabilities. I mean, um, they are delivering Bibles to uh, people in countries that uh, don't have access to Bibles in their language, like they're translating and everything. Mm-hmm. Wheelchairs to, to countries that don't have that type of uh, medical supply support. They're like uh, refurbishing old wheelchairs and sending them off to different countries. And uh, obviously just the family retreats across the United States, which um, I think they have one almost in every state. I don't think there's one in every state, but almost in every state where families can come. And a lot of these families don't um, have a, a date night even in a year. They don't have vacations in however many years because they're constantly taking care of um, their children or, or now adults with, with disabilities that require that type of attention. So it's very nice to be a part of something like that where we can um, – be uh, of impact to families, and it, it, it is a Christian organization. But it it is uh, you don't have to be a Christian to uh, volunteer or to um, even come as a family. There we've met lots of 
people from uh, different uh, religious beliefs, and I mean, they're all welcome. There's no uh, exclu- exclusivity to that. Um, very inclusive. To, they just want to come and love on families um, who may not get that from the the world. You know, um, uh, you know, pe- people with disabilities sometimes get looked down upon or maybe treated as uh, second class citizens or whatnot, and it's uh it's cool to be at a place where like everyone's welcome just to be themselves and to act however they uh want to act without you know having repercussions some places don't want you know uh maybe someone with a disability where they can't speak but they can kind of just uh moan out a word or or, or moan out a sound and you know most places like be quiet this or that but like i mean they welcome the noise there it's awesome there's kids that are just I mean, super having fun. So we're going to dig into it. Kaylee's has heard a little bit of it from some people and others. I haven't given you the full, full breakdown, but that's what this is for because I'm going to give the full, full breakdown. So feel free to ask questions as we go along. It's going to be mostly me talking for a little bit, but um, you can obviously interject. And, uh, you know, after that, we obviously talk about other things too. So that's what's going down this episode. I just gave you a six-minute introduction. <laughs> Very exciting 30-minute episode. We're going 30, Strike baby. 30. I can't wait. No longer. All right. So now that I've sold you on January Friends, thank you so much for your donation after this episode. Very cool. <laughs> um, I usually go at least one week a year. They have two separate family retreats, one in June, one in July. Um, and this year I went to the June one. I usually go to the July one. For various reasons, but let's just say it was meant to be, this June one. And I guess preparing up to it, I was I was excited, of course, and, and, and then I checked the weather. Hmm. And lo and behold, this this week was going to be record the high temperature, heat, death. And I was not looking forward to that. You even said to me, you were like, oh, since I'm not going in July, maybe it won't be as hot. Right. Because it's beginning of summer. Turns you out. You could say you brought this upon yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like like Maury says, turns out that was a lie. <laughs> you know when he does lie detector tests? And they I never say, really you watched, watched Maury? Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, so I wasn't looking forward to that. I kind of forgot about it. And then we get there, and then I'm like, oh, it's still going to be 96 degrees. So, on the way down, I got to ride down with some friends. Uh, I could probably say, I'll say their first name, like Rich, John, and Evan. They were in the car. Very cool. All squads from, from our church. The full squadron was there. And so, before we even get there, I get a speeding ticket. Your boy gets a speeding ticket. Yay, I was doing 74 <laughs> and, a, and a 60. That was great. Wow. You clapped way loud in the mic there. Oops. I can't please anyone. <laughs> no, you gotta you gotta do a little like like a soft clap off to the side. How's that? How's yeah, that? that's better, better, better. All right, sorry, audience, sorry. Um, the crowd goes wild. So either way, <laughs> and uh, I was doing seventy four and a sixty, and um, didn't see the guy. He was on the other side of the highway. I caught a glimpse of him, and I slowed down because I'm going fast. So that that makes sense. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to. Get a speeding ticket, and lo and behold, I take my eyes off of my rear mirror for a little bit, and I look up, and then I see these lights flashing. So the dude turned around on the other side of the highway. He turned around further down, oh. 
Oh, man. Zoomed back up to catch up to me and pulled me over. No doubt he was doing over 60 to catch up to me, but that's besides the point because, um, you know, breaking the law. So, strangest thing, he comes up. He says, license and registration. Doesn't ask for my insurance. He says, license and registration. I'm writing you a citation for going 74 and a 60. And that's all he says. Wow. And I said, whoa, this is kind of strange. Usually, cops are a little bit more talkative. One, because they want to see if they can catch you for anything else. Like if you're high or drunk, they want to ask you questions to kind of fill you out. But also, community service, serving the public. They may just be nice people and they want to... Uh, get to know you, and then I could have given him the reason why I'm there because I'm obviously not from the area. But no, this guy, state, state trooper, was like, "License registration. I'm writing citation for doing 74 in a 60." And that was my interaction with that officer. Now I don't believe in a quota thing. It could have been he just wanted to write that ticket and be done, or he just was having a rough day. But that was my start to everything. Mm. And usually that 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 type of stuff does impact me. I, I would. Uh, get a little bit upset about, uh, you know, it's a punishment and no one feels good about punishment, but I'm like, I don't know how much the ticket's going to be, blah, blah, blah. But I got the ticket and it was chill. I was like, I'm okay. The guys in the car were kind of like, you know, am I okay? Am I okay? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks. A little, little, little frustrating, but I think it was a good humbling event to get myself uh, off of myself Hmm. as I was arriving to a, a place where I'm, you know, my focus is off of myself as I'm wanting to love on these families and help them have a good week. So, boom, humbleness was already starting before we even got there. We stopped at the Mecca. So every year we go, we stop at a KFC Taco Bell, which really supercharges us to give the greater um, energized uh, efforts for the day. And uh, you get the you get a little bit of the best best of both worlds. You get some KFC and you get you know a little burrito from Taco Bell or whatever you want to do. Now we did pass a, a KFC Arthur Treacher's oh. or a KFC Long John Silver's, which was arguably a close call because that's also we used to have that here where we live. There was a KFC slash Arthur Treacher's, but uh, they got rid of it. Now it's just a Taco. I mean, no, it was a Taco Bell Arthur Treacher's, but now it's just a Taco Bell. So very rarely do you see those. The Wombo Combo. So it's very rare. We got energized and we head to uh, the camp. Uh, it's at a, at a lodge in southwest Ohio. And um, we get there, meet some people. So this is my first time week, meeting week one. So I didn't know what to expect as far as the, the, the team of leaders there, what would be different. But most of them I didn't know there. They were happy to see us. It's about a four-hour drive. So we, we got there safely and everything. And... Um, so we, we go through, they do a skit, they introduce themselves to us. There's a song they have to do, and it's funny, when I was telling my friends about this, I was like, yeah, it's going to be really cool, we're going to get there, it's going to be real pumped, and then they're going to do this song, and then you're going to be like, wow, that's a really good song. But then the trick to that is that they, like, they're like signing to this song, and we're going to hear the song like at least eight times within a day. And so the trick is, they're going to turn to you then, and then we have to learn this song that they did for us so um like don't get too excited because we're gonna have to learn how to sign and do the right moves for the song so that agrees with the song uh we get the itinerary for the week pretty standard for as long as i've done it everything's been the same so we get there sunday sunday's our training day we get a bunch of training and then we end the day with dinner 
and we do disability training. So some folks will have, um, they'll be blind, so they have a, a mask on. Some people will be in a wheelchair. Some people have autism. They have to pretend as though they have autism. Um, some people can't use their hands. Uh, some people can't talk. So we all go through that for dinner, and then the partner that you have, you switch for breakfast the next day. Um, so I was very fortunate to actually be in a cabin with the guys that I rode down with, which was tight. Um, so we were able to um, relate with each other each night and kind of debrief. And it was just very encouraging to um, uh, talk to each one of them and have that, like, a little bit of, of moment of realness. Usually I, I've never been able to camp with a full group of people from our church. It's always been, like, two people from our church and two random people. So there's, like, a certain way that we have to communicate <laughs> that <laughs> we don't have to worry about that if it's just all the folks from uh my church so that was tight that was really encouraging too uh monday morning the families arrive in the afternoon so monday morning we have breakfast we switch partners for disability training go through some more training in different rooms and then we figure out our assignment so i uh received my assignment i'm changing his name for the sake of privacy we're gonna call him giuseppe for the night Ooh. So Giuseppe was my camper. He's 15 years old, and he had Down syndrome. Um, the f- past year, I had a, a, a camper with Down syndrome as well. So I thought I kind of knew what I was getting myself into a little bit. But um, there's a saying with autism that, like, if you meet one person with autism, then you met one person with autism. The same thing applies to Down syndrome. If you meet one person with Down syndrome, you just met one person with Down syndrome. So um, that's to say that my camper this year with Down syndrome was completely different than the camper I had last year with uh, Down syndrome. So that was interesting to kind of see the similarities, but also the uh, crazy um, differences than than what you would expect. So I read over his sheet, and he loves music. I'm like, oh, cool, I love music. Loves to sing. Ah, oh, okay, I love to sing. Um he loves like animals and um, the pool, of course. Which uh, who doesn't love the pool? Like that's a that's one of the biggest attractions there. Is there's a huge outdoor pool and a mm-hmm. huge indoor pool and a jacuzzi that sometimes works, but it, it was working the, the whole week, so that was cool. Um, so I, we make a flag because each family comes in, and as they be announced, they can choose if they want a loud welcome or a medium welcome or a soft welcome, and yeah, they can kind of figure out how that works and so we make these flags and we wave them around when our family comes and grant let me tell you so the the first day was probably in the 80 high 80s it was like 89 90 maybe already and we have to be outside for the entire duration of family's arrival so we greet our family when they come we give them their flag we say hey do you need help bringing luggage in if they don't we go right back to the lineup and just keep greeting families as they come so you're like Required, obviously, up to a safety standard. If you have to go inside to cool off, you can. But you, you're required to be outside the whole time. How long would you say that is? Uh, so we need to be outside. They arrived at like 2.30. I think we got outside by like one forty-five, And we were there until like 4, 4 maybe 5 o'clock. Wow. Around there. It was a while. I mean, I went inside at the end because I was just drenched in sweat. Every year... The camp gives you a shirt, and you have to wear the shirt on opening day, and the shirt is always in the camp. I mean, Johnny and Friends, the organization, 
um, which is cool. It's a free shirt. That's tight. Literally, also, though, it is a tight shirt. It's <laughs> it's not big enough, which is fine. Um, but it's always the lightest color shirt. And I'm always joking with them because, you know, the last thing I should, I, I should care about is my appearance there. And, and it's it's always a good reminder, like, you know, it doesn't matter how you look. But mm. I'm like, I, I'm always... <laughs> I always have this really light color shirt that starts off light and then by the end of the night it's like a whole different dark shade because um I just completely sweat the whole night and, and it changes the color of the shirt. So I start off with a light gray shirt, end of the night with a charcoal gray shirt, which is uh I thought that was kinda cool. I had the different color shirt, so that that was that was good on my part. I think that's a cool perspective to have and like you had that with the speeding ticket too. Like yeah. this isn't about me. I think, I don't know, that's hard to get that mentality. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that, yeah, if you keep that in the forefront of your mind, the reason why you're there is mm-hmm. not to, like, be super cool. That definitely does help mm-hmm. uh, with your attitude throughout the the week. And it's also just good to bring it back home, too. Like, yeah, you know, you don't have to be hot stuff here or whatever. It doesn't, no one really cares yeah. <laughs> anyway. So it's yeah. like... Why put all this effort into trying to look cool, um, which is completely opposite of what you know. Growing up in high school and stuff, you're supposed to be the cool kid mm-hmm. or whatnot. Um, so Monday night, after all the families come, we get together, we have dinner, then we go to the main ballroom, and they meet the staff. And the, there's like always a theme for the week. They do the dance. The leaders do the dance one last time, and. Um, Wait, do we do the dance? No, no, we do the dance that time. Sorry. The volunteers do the dance, and we welcome in the families. They do some songs, and then we go into, I think we go into programming, maybe. I saw I was with the teens this year, because he's 15, and then we had desserts. You know what? I don't think we, I don't think we went into program. I think we just went right into desserts. Now I'm confused already on the week. Do we mm-hmm. have the ice cream social? You mentioned an ice cream social. Uh, what day was that? I think that was like Tuesday. Maybe. Monday or, or maybe it was Monday. Hmm. Oh, geez. Well, one day we had an ice cream social. Jamie's going to be... Last year I did the same thing and I was going through the week and Jamie was correcting me as she was <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> so we'll just say Monday night was ice cream social. Because Tuesday was... Ice cream social. <laughs> Ice cream social. I mean, I could pull up the... Wednesday... The excuse me, thing. excuse me, recounting. Okay, okay. Wednesday was the dance party. Thursday was a talent show. Tuesday was a carnival. Yeah, so Monday was Ice Cream Social. So we had the Ice Cream Social. One thing that was interesting, though, is that my kid was gluten-free. Giuseppe was, was gluten-free. And so I've never had to deal with that before uh, because... Most kids that I've had or, or adults didn't have any eating allergies. Um, oh, no, actually, no. The kid I had last time, well, he was an adult. The adult I had last year was um, he was lactose intolerant. So the only thing we had to worry about him was having dairy-free uh, milk, which wasn't a problem because the mom had that with her. She just had a gallon of lactose-free milk, which I was like, wow, that's. I tried it. It was, it was interesting, to mm. say the least. Okay, so so he couldn't have any ice cream. 
I didn't realize that there's gluten in ice cream. I thought that he could have that. So luckily we caught that right right handed and he had a fruit bar. So um he was kinda sad about that. I feel bad for people who I mean, obviously they uh have adjusted to the lifestyle, but you know, not being able to partake in the, the glory of ice cream is sad. Mm. So Tuesday is the first full day. Um there's programming throughout the day. There's free time throughout the day. We go. We have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, and then um, there's some type of main event at each night. So Tuesday night would have been the carnival. So there's a carnival. Well, yeah, yeah. We were we in the pool. So I skipped throughout the day, whole day. There was cool programming where they go through a lesson, some type of Bible lesson, and some type of craft. But most of the rest of the time, we're just in the pool. So I spent maybe seven, seven hours of pool time, maybe more, for at least two hours. Yeah, two hours each time, two, four, yeah, six to seven hours in the pool. So I I was talking to your family today, mm-hmm. yesterday, by the time this was released, that I was just pulled out. I didn't want to get in the pool. It was 90 degrees <laughs> yesterday, 91 degrees. And I was just, they were at the pool. I'm like, I'm done with the pool. I'm I'm pulled out of my, my life right now. So, <laughs> so we spent a lot of time in the pool. Um, he loved the water. Uh, the singing thing was actually very true. Um, he, the, the family told me that he's, he's going to be very shy. And when I first met him, we, we shook hands, we fist bumped. And I never, in one, this whole week, he, he showed any shyness at all. But uh, he loved singing. We we so there was two songs on repeat the whole time, and by re- repeat the whole time, I, I literally mean he every ten minutes maybe he's singing one of these songs. But it was one song by Veggie Tales called "I Can Be Your Friend," and there was another song by U two called "Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For," and he hmm. sang those songs religiously. I don't, I'm amazed. But when we got in the pool, so. We played this game at first, which I found out was not a good idea. <laughs> so at first, um, he uh, got in the pool, and he's kind of shy, but I was also trying to just warm him up. So I put on this act where I called him the, the pool noodle king because he took like he had like three pool noodles at once, and there was just a bunch of pool noodles in the pool. So I was like, everyone watch out. The pool noodle king has arrived, and... And you must bow down to the pool noodle king and give him your pool noodles. And I'm doing that English accent the whole time, just joking. But then he starts taking pool noodles from other kids oh, no. who are using the pool noodles. <laughs> and I said, okay, you got to share. You have to share these pool noodles. Be a benevolent king. He, it's like, you must be a nice king and, and offer up the, the kingdom to someone else. And, and so uh, I was like, no, you got to, you know, come on, you got to share. Don't. don't you can't snatch him from the like he was just tearing him from like little girls i'm like dude (laughs) come on um so that was really funny he actually really liked that he was like tell everyone to give me their pool noodles and he was like (laughs) demanding pool noodles and all the other kids were actually some of them were just giving them and he had like 20 pool noodles at one time just floating on 20 pool noodles it was hilarious but also i didn't want him to like uh he really got into the role so i didn't want him to keep 
taking people's pool noodles when they're using them. So hmm. he uses floating around, messing with pool noodles. He uh, uh, he gave the kingdom to me at one point. He appointed wow. me king. That was very nice. And then he took it back, and then he gave it to someone else. Uh, but then he eventually he just started chilling. And um, so that was day one in the pool. Day two in the pool, I'm going to come back to Tuesday night carnival, but day two in the pool, he was singing nonstop. And he was singing, I found out from another uh, volunteer that he was singing the entire soundtrack to The Greatest Showman, which was mind-blowing. Um, I couldn't hear every word. I think that may have been something with uh, his disability, maybe, where not every word was coming out completely clear. But she could tell by the rhythm that he was singing each song from The Greatest Showman. So we actually ended up watching that for the first time on Sunday, which was, I've never seen it before, but it was a musical, Hugh Jackman's in it, Zendaya's in it. It was decent. Would you say you, you enjoyed it? Yeah, I would say I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I want to see, I want to watch Les Mis one day. I, I'm, I could see Hugh Jackman can sing, so let's go for round two and Les Mis it up and hear how well his vocals are there. The music was very good. I can see why he would want to sing it. Yeah, and the, over, the overall theme of the movie, too, about these um, uh, people who weren't accepted by society coming to that place together as a family mm-hmm. and feeling like they belong there. I can see why um, that movie would be impactful to him. Mm-hmm. So, okay, back to Tuesday. So you now you know the pool time. That was every week, every day, singing constantly. Um, it was. I, I'm really amazed that his voice did not go out at all mm-hmm. this whole week. It never went out. He was constantly singing. It was, it was quite amazing. Um, Tuesday night's carnival night. They have uh, some animals there that you could pet, like a sheep and goat and chickens and ducks, maybe. Face painting. Um, it was so hot. This was the first time that, so I've done this four times. It was so hot that they moved like all the games inside. Wow. Like, so the ballroom that we usually meet in for all the big meetings, they moved them all inside because. It was just too dang hot for everyone to be outside. Um, so he, we went inside first. We played some of the kid game. He wasn't too invested in that. He did jump in the bounce house. That was clearly not for um, someone his age and weight because he's 15. And <laughs> it's like for like seven-year-olds. I was like, I don't know if you want to jump in there, buddy. He's like, oh, I'm going to jump in. I was like, okay, all right. Well, okay, be careful. And he jumps in it, just like whooshes everywhere because he's not supposed to be inside of it. And they're like, "Oh, there's one outside. Would you like to go there?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's let's go to the big one outside." So this was the first time Tuesday that we go outside because our plans got canceled for programming to go outside, so we stayed inside. So we go outside for the first time Tuesday, which was a 90 plus degree day. It felt like 100 degrees, mm. and. Um, it's at like seven o'clock, so the sun's still up. It's still blazing hot. Whoosh! We hit the doors and immediately start sweating. I'm just standing there and I'm sweating. And he goes in the bounce house, I, the big bounce house. I'm so impressed that he wanted to be actively running around in this sauna of a day. Mm-hmm. But I just stood outside, watched him uh, jump around the bounce house. He had a good time. Went on a motorcycle ride. We went on the hayride. There's also a hayride there, too. And then, um, you know what? I think Tuesday was the ice cream social. 
Do they have ice cream after the con? No, no, no. I'm sick of Monday. Jamie's gonna. She's gonna tell me this later too. Oh well. Um. So yeah, we hung out. Uh, back inside after we died of Super Sweat City, and then he played some games on the inside, and then we debriefed and then went home. Wednesday comes. We're halfway done. Might I add too that this week went by extremely fast. Mm. I like uh, at first. Thought like ah, I kind of hope this week goes by fast. I mean, some of that was I was missing you, Aww. and some of that was I'm just like, you know, out of my comfort zone. I think that you know, um, struggling with like focusing back on myself and all these things. So there was a, a little slice of me was like, I can't wait for this. Let this week go by fast, but it, it really did go by fast unintentionally. I didn't didn't realize it, but we were already at Wednesday. And uh, Friday is like a half day. They pretty much get sent off there from there. So Wednesday was um, programming, pool day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Wednesday was the dance party, which I can't remember. I think Wednesday we had a pizza party, just the teens. And then, so here's the crazy thing. We swam before that, and then we had the teens party, which was also a pizza party, and then we had a pool party after that indoors, so I, I swam quite a bit that day. Mm-hmm. Not as much as some of my friends. They swam a lot more than me, like t- towards 15, 20 hours, which is a crazy thing about, but I think everyone should expect if you're going to go, you're going to be cool in the pool uh, at least for five hours, at least. For the whole week, unless your kid hates water, which is possible. Your camper could hate water. Um, yeah, so Wednesday night was a dance party. Uh, I was so tired. <laughs> the exhaustion had fully hit from <laughs> Swim City, from all the stuff we were doing throughout the day, that we got to the dance party. Also, chlorine makes me sleepy if I'm in it for a while. Also, you're waking up really early every day. Yeah, the day started. Uh, staying up late. No, I was I was in bed by eleven. That's still pretty late for how early you got up. That's true. Yeah, I was gonna be like six thirty. Day start at uh, seven thirty. Yeah, seven thirty. So we we need to leave our cabins by seven fifteen. Yeah. Um. So I was so tired. They go through. It's you know have to have to be appropriate songs so you get the chicken dance you get the cha cha slide, you get the YMCA, um, shake it off you know all those typical songs shout, and then you may do like a theme song dance from previous years and then, um, you do the limbo that's usually always there, and I mean he outdanced me times a trillion. He was dancing with everyone. He had like these sudden moves that he would always do and have me dance with him that he was just rocking and rolling me the line. But it was the first time that I ever, so out of the four times, I just sat down. I was just like, <laughs> I was just so tired. I was like, dude, you got it, man. Like, I'm just going to sit here and watch you. I was sitting in front of this fan. I'm like, yeah, dude, you, you got it. And I'm like, just drenched in sweat. It's such a good workout. I mean, dude, I, it, you get fed good. You have a nice room. Uh, it's nice and clean, and they treat you well, and you get a good workout in the whole week. I think one of my friends, I think John, lost like five pounds or something like that. Uh, wow. I think I lost two or three. 
So I do this a workout. So um, I was just drenched and so tired. But I was amazed at the energy that this guy had it has. It's, it's quite amazing. Um, so debrief, go home, pass out, hundred <laughs> percent. I think we had the AC in the cabin at like sixty nine, sixty eight, and oh, crispy. Like I was cold. I was shivering at points because I was like a fan in my room. And I was just like, I'm not, I'm just going to shiver for the whole night because I know as soon as I leave this cabin at 7.30, a.m., it's already going to be 82 degrees. Yeah. And I just, I don't care. I'm just going to shiver my night. And it it was just beautiful. Just it's beautiful. The, the AC in the, in the lodge was definitely having a tough time keeping up with the heat. I can, I can definitely tell that it was struggling that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Thursday comes. Thursday's a big night. Thursday's the biggest night, not because well, one because the the last night, but also it's the talent show. So um, usually I MC the talent show for uh, week two when I used to go. And I didn't know for sure if I was going to do it for this week because it's a totally different week. But I was so thankful that I got offered the the to do it this week, and and it was fun. Um, we were up, so you you have to go on stage if you're camper. Wants to do a talent, you have to accompany them on stage or, or do whatever they need you to do to help support them be uh, in a talent show. So he wanted to sing the I Can Be Your Friend song, which was one of the songs that he sang on repeat every 10 minutes at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, so he sang that, and he practiced it by himself on the on the stage. Then he said it was going to be me and his family on the stage. Then he says it's going to be me, his family, and another camper and their volunteer on the stage. And then he finally decided that we were going to be on the stage, just me and his family. And then uh, in the rehearsal, he just sang it. But we get up on the stage, and lo and behold, we get to verse number one, and he just shoves the mic at me. And I say, <laughs> I say oh, do you want me to sing? Okay. <laughs> so then I start singing, and then he shoves the mic in his, his uh, aunt's face, which... She didn't know she was going to sing, so then she sang, and then his uncle, and then he sang, and we were like, oh, this was not according to plan. <laughs> He's the greatest showman. He, he literally, he put on a good show. Did you know the words? No, we wrote them down, but I still didn't know, like, the rhythm of of the song, so I just kind of, well, actually, I mean, I did, because he sang it all week, but I didn't, like, know the well rhythm enough. of the words of the song. Yeah. We, we just know that I can be your friend, and that was it. Mm-hmm. So that was very spectacular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there are a lot of uh, other cool, cool talents. Can't go through every one of them. Another one of the campers were uh, either blind or low vision, and she was able to play the violin, which is beautiful. Wow. Um, there was uh, a couple of uh, um, acts. There was another camper who uh, was in a wheelchair, and he does like he did like zooming around. So they did like a. Uh, um, uh, what's it called? Top Gun theme uh, presentation, and like he had a, a airplane like on the side of his wheelchair, mm. and a guy was like introducing him in his wheelchair, like as a certain model airplane or jet, and then they were just zooming around the stage the whole time. And that was that was by far pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, everyone had a fun time. The families typically, I think, love talent show the most, and then. Um, uh, then we definitely had dessert after that. I remember there definitely being dessert. <laughs> Didn't don't know if I had any dessert, but there was dessert. 
Uh, was that the ice cream social? <laughs> I don't think the ice no, cream social he, was that late. In the I week. think that was just dessert there. I think it was like cookies and stuff. <laughs> uh, so then last day's done. Friday we come up. Families are unpacked. We have breakfast together, um, programming, and then the families get together in the ballroom to say their goodbyes. And um, that's kind of really where the emotions definitely hit. I think. Mm. I think after all that um, serving and volunteering for the family, and then to hear how impactful that was for them for, for the week was just great. Like one family hasn't had a date in like 10 years because wow. they have been, uh, you know, constantly, you know, uh, uh, being a parent for their kid that, that needs the, all their attention. Um, there's, you know, families who haven't had a date since the last giant and friends, uh, family retreat. So, uh, uh, a lot of, uh, thankfulness for how the, the volunteers were, loving their camper, their kid, their adult, and how their interactions, they, they noticed that there was some difference mm-hmm. um, in the way that they were uh, being loved, and, and they, they noticed something different. And I, and I mentioned that it is a, a Christian organization, so a lot of that is like sharing the love of, uh, uh, of that we receive from, from Jesus and, and giving that to um you know, we're able to give that out to the families because we received so much love there. And I think that was evident um, throughout the week. Um, one of the kids, which was really tight, he was a kid, I think, um, he ended up deciding to enter into a relationship with Christ, which was sweet. Mm. Uh, and and he made that choice the last day. And I think it may have been just the overwhelming love that he uh, received and some of the messages that listening to but it was very um it was very encouraging like uh they felt something different that week and that's kind of kind of one of the goals there too is to share the love of of christ and um they they i think they really sensed that i didn't even realize that uh it was that impactful for them because they were so um chill like i mean they were just chill the whole week and i would interact with them a little bit but they were they were just chilling and i didn't know like they were uh like that encouraged by it so that was really sweet um so some families talked about uh, wanting to come back and everyone's like yes i want to come back everyone's just like feeling super loved mm. and it was really cool and then um we send them off the same way that they came but like it's them walking to their cars so we cheer for them and they gave them like a balloon and stuff and then that was the end of the week we go back inside. We have lunch. It's really weird to have lunch after all that. Like every single day, you're eating with the families for three times a day, and then it's like, oh, I could sit where I want. <laughs> I could sit with who wherever and uh, just chill out. So mm-hmm. um, we sat sat with some friends, ate lunch. Then we have our own separate debriefing in the ballroom where we can share what was happening. Um, uh, I think that's cool that it's two separate times because we don't want to um, overload the families. Like they're already feeling enough and let them speak and then we'll do it separately. So we did that. Um, a few of my friends shared, definitely cried past couple ones have been pretty emotional. Cried both times, probably actually last, actually I think I cried every single one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends, he made a joke that men don't uh, sob. We just weep. So one of them said they were just weeping. Which I could feel that I definitely I definitely felt some weeping going on. Um, I shared about um, you know my week and was def- definitely 
weeping. Um, but it's really cool to see. Uh, so my best friend Rich, he came and uh, to see how he interacted with his camper throughout the week, who was not uh, uh, not like a piece of cake walk. It was definitely a tough one. Um, and for him to stick in there with the kid and to love him throughout all that, uh, and their relationship kind of uh, kicked off towards the end there, and he was more accepting of him, it was just beautiful to see. And, uh, you know, thinking about who we were 10, 15 years ago, pretty selfish dudes. I mean, our background isn't, um, you know, we kind of had to scrap for ourselves and, you know, family life wasn't that great. And so there was definitely a big amount of selfishness going into college and, you know, whatever makes me feel good or how can I look out for myself. And so to see him like drop that this whole week and be able to um, care about his camper and the way he did was, was cool. It just struck me real hard when I was sharing. I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. And um, yeah, that was, that was, that was the week there. There are obviously a little bit more things I don't want to share via internet to stay online forever. More private things, which, my friends, if if you listen to this podcast, you could totally ask me. I'll tell you that in person, and I could tell you other things too, probably. If I haven't told you everything yet, um, we could talk about that. But I think as a general gist of things, that was the week. And if you decide to do it, um, I highly encourage you to to give it a shot. It's a great volunteer opportunity. Um, even if you don't want to do that, they have uh, what they call Wheels for the World, which is um, uh, basically different areas are saving up these wheelchairs throughout the the months. And then on one day they have a semi truck come and they just stuff the semi trailer with uh, wheelchairs, walkers, scooters, all that stuff. And just the help there to help out uh, loading up these trailers so that the wheelchairs can get to the prison where they refurbish and, and send out the chairs there to the countries that don't have access to those medical supplies. Like even doing that is super helpful for um a lot of people who don't have mm-hmm. um the ability to just go buy a wheelchair or walker um so yeah check it out um i highly encourage it i think that i'm gonna be doing this until i'm like 80 years old <laughs> so i feel like every year you're gonna have uh, a johnny and friends couple of weeks i think that it's something that i want to do for a very long time and it's i think it's cool that i mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about how we kind of do that here at our own church uh once a month during the school year we have what we call a respite which is basically what johnny and friends is it's just respite's another word for rest for families so we we watch their children um who are affected by disabilities from zero to 12 and we uh we watch them for like four hours on a saturday and it's amazing in that amount of time how much uh families feel loved they can run to the store they like go do errands that they can't usually do because it's hard with with kids alone, but it's also hard with um, some of the disabilities that they're dealing with where they can't. It's not an easy task to just go get groceries mm-hmm. um, or to uh, have a simple quick meal. So uh, or sometimes just go home and take a nap. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like they don't have that quiet um, that uh, um, someone without a disability could could uh, manage with. So that is. Um, that's that i talked for a while but that's the week and one day hopefully you could do it kayleezy i hope so if it works out i think it, it's a good um it's a good thing to at least try once mm-hmm. but man your work uh work 
PTO is very strange. So we have to work through that. It is weird. Tell the boss I want more PTO now. <laughs> we'll get you there, though. It's very And you're doing the rest of it here in our church. So I think that's like a slice of, of what goes on that whole week. There's definitely a lot more challenges because, uh, you know, you are, you are there for a week. You are dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. And you can't just leave. It, it would be it would be very unfortunate if you just were to leave. You would um, the the families are depending on you being there to help right. uh, them throughout the weekend. If you just leave, kind of ruins the. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they, they're leaders who can, you know, support. But you know, you're making that committed sacrifice to love um, who you're working with for the week. So, right. um, I think it's good. It's a, it's a very good character builder too because. There are so many things that uh, I think God shows us through um, people with, with disabilities, you know, mm-hmm. their output on life. The, some of the most joyous people I've ever met were someone someone with a disability. Mm-hmm. Um, they have such a, a tremendous outlook on life. Here I am stressing out about the, the stupidest stuff, and I'm missing out on the beauty of whatever it is that um, God is doing or, or, or showing them. Um, it's a humbling experience too. Some of these kids um, or adults can't um, articulate words or walk or, um, you know, even having a, a straight thought is sometimes hard for someone with a disability. And it, it does, it humbles and, and is thankful that um, we have the opportunity to um, to walk right now, to to see even. There were a couple of, uh, of uh, people there who were low vision or blind, um, you, you really do take that for granted every day um, mm-hmm. because it's just like, oh, this is my body. This is how it works. But some people don't have that uh, ability, and it, it does humble you to uh, just be simply thankful for the things that we do we do have that we have right now. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was definitely probably the biggest thing I was learning this week was just being humble and um, thankful that uh, – um, you know, I have what I have currently. And, um, I mean, this is excitement about everything. Got me like excited thinking about things, you know, how can I change my outlook on, um, certain things I think about and get excited about and not just get run down by the work life, you know, work, sleep, work or whatever, but mm-hmm. b- being excited about certain things and, um, yeah, willingness to be, uh, uncomfortable too was something that I was learning too. Like, uh, you know, being in the pool for two hours is not something that's comfortable. <laughs> you you would think it, it's just a piece of cake, but floating around and entertaining is definitely not the, the most comfortable thing. But, um, I mean, he was just having a blast. And it's like, you know, this is the this is the result of, of times if, you, or if you're willing to do something uncomfortable and uh, get your, your mind off yourself, like, um, it can it can really help someone else. So that was something I was learning too. Like, um, what what things are uncomfortable for me sometimes, where I miss out on opportunities to do something because I'm like, ah, oh, that's just not, nah, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. But would me doing that be helpful to someone or to support someone by just giving it a shot and, and trying? So that was uh, my big takeaways. Every year, it's like um, there's always a humbling each year. 100. percent I struggle with pride. So that one is always getting hit on each year, but there's always a couple of other things that um, I think uh, can be addressed and 
be pretty clear um, as you go through the week. So, yeah, that's that. 48 minutes. Thank you. Oh, that's a good clap. See? Very good way to oh, clap. It's going wild. They're going crazy. That was very cool. It's yeah. always to hear. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I wish we found this organization sooner, but, you know, now that we're on it, I'm hooked for sure. Mm-hmm. But, man, oh, man, I'm like, what was I doing? How did I not hear about this until 2018? It's crazy. And, I mean, I didn't hear about it. It was another person in our church who heard it from it from her aunt. Which, that's crazy. But, yeah, I, uh, there's a lot to learn from the world of disabilities. I think they they have a lot to offer, and they have a lot to show us. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's good to be uh, learning from them so much. So, yeah. Well, I've been back for a week, and uh, I didn't escape the heat. It's nope. it's been nine Not degrees a couple of days <laughs> this week, but luckily I've been more in the AC. My our AC here has been struggling. Yeah, it is like stuck at seventy. I have a set for seventy one. It was struggling at seventy four for like a long time yesterday. It is just it's just hot, man. I don't know. So speaking of thankfulness, could you imagine living in a world and people do this now still today? Um. Because either they can't afford air conditioning or they don't want it. But can you imagine where there's just a world with no air conditioning? Uh, yep, I lived it for a while. You, but see, you had it in your car, though, still. Oh, well, I guess when I was old enough to have a car, yeah. Yeah. But, like, you know, like, everywhere we went. Oh, I see. Like, stores. Yeah, just yeah. imagine if there was just no air conditioning. How bad would that be? Yeah. With this past week and the week before. Yeah. You got to be thankful. This is why this is good stuff here. We're thankful for air conditioning. It's a simple, simple but totally needed thing. I don't understand people who don't Who choose not to. (laughs) Why would you torture yourself? Some people like it, man. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you understand? I don't understand. I remember when my mom first bought her house uh she's i think she had a house before that but at least that i can remember um it has central air it was the first time i ever understood or had central air we always just had the one window unit because we always lived in apartments there's always just one ac unit mm-hmm. um in the living room but uh i remember when we moved in the house and it had central air and she turned it on and it was just such a glorious feeling <laughs> that everywhere I went in the house, it was, you know, 70 degrees or however low she had it. But it's just like, this is the Mecca. This is amazing. I never want to go away from this ever again. And I yeah. haven't. When we first bought this house, it had no air conditioning. That was like the first thing we did. That was the first thing we bought. I did not care the price. I said, do you do financing? Although that was such a, you know, it's not a good idea to always finance things. But I was like, this is definitely, this trumps any type of financial advice I've ever received. <laughs> Okay, AC is needed, and we went out and got AC installed, Mm -hmm. and I tell you what, could you imagine not having AC here? No, because we have AC here, but our house is, it's not insulated, Uh, it's it's a brick house with cement slab on top of that, and it's just a a concrete brick jungle here, and... (laughs) 
if there was no AC in this house, it would be so extremely jungles of Africa hot in here that we would we would perish. We would perish. Simply perish. Simply perish. But now it's a cool 70 degrees in here because it's after 11 when we're recording this. And that smart um, thermostat thing, beautiful invention. Also thankful for that. Mm -hmm. But uh, around 11, I have it set automatically to go to 70 from 71, which isn't a big gap, you think. But it feels great. I love it. I love it. I can't wait for the future. And, like, they just have a, a... a body suit <laughs> no <laughs> a body suit you wear that is uh it is a it looks like it's normal clothing but it's a specialized futuristic technology suit that can force cold air over your entire body into your bloodstream <laughs> no <laughs> you're sitting so far away from the mic how how <laughs> because i can see the little bitty tiny waves your voice makes. And also, I'm looking at you sitting far away from the mic. How's this? That's better. Much better. Um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the, for the future. Full, regular clothes, body suit that is actually a temperature-controlled technology suit that cools you down. Well, somebody's got to make it. Yeah. Not me. Not me. I'll take it to Shark Tank. All right, so, you know, this is still a podcast about good stuff. I've got one article here that we'll hit on. And I think this one is really talking to you. To me. To you, Kayleezy. And, I mean, I hope you don't feel intimidated by this. It's good news for her, and I think maybe this is a challenge for you. I'm not saying to do it, but I'm saying that, you know, you could do it. And I won't stop you. But this mom transferred her entire kitchen for... How, how much do you think it, it would cost to, to transform an ent- entire kitchen? She transformed it? Transformed it. <laughs> you, you said transferred. So. Transformed it. <laughs> I, I did not I, say transferred. I swear you did. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to make sure. Sure. So she transformed, like flipped it? She transformed That's all I'm going to say right now. All for, right. Her entire kitchen for blank after learning DIY tips from YouTube. How much do you think she transformed it for? $350. Very close. $235. Wow. She's 37 year old, years old. Uh, Me too. She got some free stuff off of Facebook, so there's that. But she learned some DIY tips from YouTube. She started a project during lockdown and was chipping away at the job in between studying law and looking after her two children. So she has... You have no children right now, so you could definitely do it faster than her. She has two no children. No lot of study. She, reti- <laughs> she <laughs> retiled the floor, recovered the worktops, repainted the cupboards, painted the walls, and fitted new wall tiles. Not only did she not employ any help, she also completed her entire kitchen makeover for less than $300. That's pretty crazy. She got some stuff free from Facebook, shopped in furniture thrift stores, and bought cheap retailer like Poundland, whatever that is, uh, which is the British equivalent of a U.S. dollar. Oh, okay. That's their dollar store. The tile themselves are- Poundland. That's what they call it. That's what they call it, Poundland. (laughs) I like it. It's like a Dollar Tree. Um, The tiles themselves were actually a bargain find from Poundland. (laughs) She's from Essex. Oh, good for her. Essex. 
Um, so I think that yeah, this is good news. Good for her. But man, if she can do it, Kaylee Z. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I could easily edit that out. I will. <laughs> if she could do that, Kaylee Z, then you totally could. What What do you say about that challenge from the five minute podcast? That is pretty wild, <laughs> and it is it is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I could do some of that, mm-hmm. but also. We got some weird cabinets and drawers. We do have weird cabinets and drawers. Weirdly sized things. Weirdly sized things indeed. Our side door is a sub-average door. It is not regulation height. It is a custom-fitted door for whatever reason. When the person built this house, who built the house right next to us and the next house after that, because they're all identical houses, he said, hey, I'm not going to make... Doors regulation height in the 50s, whatever the regulation was, because the front door is regulation height, but the side door is not. Also, like the drawers in the kitchen are really weird sizes and shapes, like they're not all cut even. Yeah, so that's that's where I'm a little bit like. Someone just kind of slapped these drawers together. What do I do with that? But, you know, if she could do it. You can do it. That's it. I don't know if I can. Live, ladies and gentlemen. Kayleezy has uh, confirmed and accepted the challenge. She's going to study law. she's, (laughs) she's She's going to transform our kitchen for two hundred and thirty-five dollars, pretty easily. Ooh. We still have to learn how to paint, though. So we're gonna we're gonna paint a lot of this house, and we we got we got some vids to watch for that to paint correctly. Everybody knows how to paint, but to paint a house correctly, it does require a couple of vids just to make sure we're doing it correctly. But I'm excited that we can, whenever we get to that, transform some parts of the house <laughs> with some better color than all the same color. Because everything's the same color. Speaking of bargains, I mean, this house definitely is a bargain. 100%. Didn't deserve it. And it worked out well in a crazy market. Mm-hmm. But the, they painted <laughs> everything the same color. All the walls, the, the closets, everything's the same the color. The vents. The vents. I mean, they did not waste any. Well, no, they did waste the <laughs> <laughs> this terrible paint. But they didn't waste any materials. They just said, hey, we want $1,000 of the same paint color. And we're going to just paint this house all eggshell. Egg was it eggshell yeah. white something? Caramel latte, whatever. Eggshell. I have the can right behind you. It's uh, it's, egg it's eggshell white, but it's also like a coffee. It's like coffee something. It's what? like, uh, yeah, I'll show you after this. It's, it's, it's eggshell white is the base, but it's like mixed with. Like a coffee. Tune in next time yeah. to find out what the real color of our walls are. No one will ever know. Unless you're my friend and you've been over here. And I'll show you all the walls that are the same. Anything <laughs> else you want to talk about on the podcast? I mean, I did talk a lot, but it was good. It was a good debrief. But also great. very rare for you to be here once a month. And I don't know if you wanted to say anything to the folks. Or if there's something you want to talk about 
on this podcast? You want to be done with it because it's been over an hour? Or what? What do you got? <laughs> oh, the people, <laughs> the people want to hear from Kayleezy. I, I don't want to. I don't want to starve them from you. Um, I mean, we don't have to be done. Starve, but the, starve you from them. I wasn't prepared to come up with a topic also, on my it's own. All in my hands, huh? Well, I mean, you could just give me some notice. Is all I'm saying. It's all in my hands. Um, but I'm still in control. Yeah. It's out of my hands. But you can never take away the power of my soul. Oh, I always thought he was saying the power of my voice. No, he says what? <laughs> Power of his soul. I, I thought it was his voice because it's when they're no, trying to. I don't think so. They're trying to quiet him. All Let's right. See, it's out of my hands, Doctor Disrespect. I'm pretty sure it's soul. Uh, hey, yes, power Shoot. of my soul. Yep. Thank you very much. Oh, they take the, they can't well, take the power of his voice. I don't. Well, you know, like that's when they were shutting him down or whatever. Yeah, but his soul is powerful. Your soul is but mine. But he was speaking out. His soul is mine. Okay, here's what something we could talk about real quick. All right, all right. We we like movies. We expressed this already in the podcast yeah. before. We were we haven't been to the movie theater in a while, and one of that is because you haven't seen Top Gun one, so we can't watch Top Gun Maverick, which That's is my fault. which is highly successful. But two, uh, we were going to see Jurassic World Dominion, which I. I think I may have said on the previous podcast or I just said out loud that, that it was going to be a bad movie because the trailer, whenever a movie brings in its original characters, it's going to be a bad movie. Like they're relying on that. They're relying yeah. on the, the um, they're relying on the, uh, what's the word when it makes you feel good? The uh, Nostalgia. Nostalgia. To bring people back into the theaters and Except feed them. Except Spider-Man wasn't like that. Well, but rare exception. That was, yeah. Well, it was tastefully hmm. done. There was, I mean, they relied on some nostalgic. That's nostalgia. good. That was a good case. I think maybe because the movie, I think maybe Spider Man was good because they weren't the main part of the movie. They didn't come into like the third act. True. Maybe sec in a second, but also they weren't promoted. In the movie, like the trailers. They That's did, true. They didn't have to sell it that Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire were in it to make people come and, and do the movie. They were rumors, which was fine. And I guess the trailer did show the original villain. They showed Doc Ock and, and they didn't show Green Goblin. They just showed his voice. But I think that was enough of a tease of like, you can decide whether you can come to this movie or not. But mm -hmm. we're not going to put Sam Neill... In his own like scene where you slow pan into his face, so like it, it's like you know he's gonna have a serious moment in the movie and stuff. But yeah, and Jeff Goldblum again, of course, because everyone loves Jeff Goldblum. But so I say that I'm, I'm not hating on movies, and there's no doubt that this movie will make more money than I'll ever make in my entire life times three. <laughs> it's gonna do good, especially overseas because people like to see dinosaurs in general. I won't be surprised if this movie makes a, mil a billion dollars easily, but. As far as ratings go, which is what I care about, if I'm going to pay my $11 to go see a movie and then 
ten dollars on gas to get there now because gas is five dollars a gallon. It only got thirty percent by the critics, which I usually follow the critics. Thirty percent, and sometimes the critics let me down, which is fine. And then seventy-seven percent audience. So I mean, if you're just a general Obi-Wan Kenobi, then you're gonna you you would probably go see the movie in theaters because audience is typically giving it a C, which is for a multi-million dollar, hundred million dollar, probably maybe even two hundred million dollar um, uh, budget for this type of movie. Like, you d- it shouldn't be getting a seventy percent, but I got thirty percent, and it it that's a flop. That's a it's flop. A flop. My, if you got Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, and you're bringing back Jeff Goldblum and um, Sam Neill, and I keep forgetting the lady's name that was from the OG as well. That's bad on my part. But you, you shouldn't be popping out at 30% from the critics. Especially with dinosaurs killing people. They just got to kill people. And that's it. But that's not what happened. So we didn't go see it. So now we're waiting for two more weeks to watch Thor, Love and Thunder. Which which is the first Marvel... Check this out. I think this is... The quote I read, and I don't know if this is true or not, that Thor, Love and Thunder is the first PG-rated marvel movie with a partial nudity uh warning (laughs) really yeah because that scene they show in the trailer where uh zeus or whoever is flicks off thor's clothes and he's he's naked but there's like a blur around his private area i don't even remember this i'll show you the trailer again but there's that scene where he flicks off all of his clothes and thor is naked but it's blurred out his private area but but this is the first they have to put that warning on because of that scene, I imagine. So Thor is uh it's getting a little risque. Still PG thirteen though. Oh yeah. No, there's the only PG the only rated R Marvel movie is gonna be Deadpool. And that's gonna be tough to see how rated R it's gonna be with Disney kind of overlooking it still, but they allowed them to go rated R, but I feel like they can. They're going to edit some things out, maybe. Hmm. But yeah, partial nudity in a Marvel movie. I can't believe it. Unheard of. Unheard of. Well, a Disney Marvel movie, because uh, regular Marvel, like Jessica Jones and all those shows. Oh yeah. They had yeah. There was nudity galore. That was something else. Well, partial nudity galore at least with Jessica Jones, Luke Cage. I mean, yeah, I think he had some scenes too. So hopefully, Thor: Love and Thunder will be good. July eighth or whatever we'll see what happens there but that's our next movie hopefully it's good um if you're into tv shows the boy season three is out we love that mm-hmm. way better than any marvel movie uh umbrella academy season three you don't like that right now but i'm okay with it i'm okay with it uh i think part of it is it's been so long since the last season that i don't remember a lot of stuff Okay. So there's some things that are happening that I think are referencing stuff I should remember that I don't. And so that's kind of hard. Yeah, it's I, mean, I got a couple of things, but I mean for the most part, it's way better than anything Marvel's putting out. <laughs> so Okay, can I, I should share should I share my uh my thoughts about the culture stuff? Or would that be too risque for this podcast? I don't know. You tell me. You know what I was saying with the the culture stuff with the Miss Marvel yeah. and, and Captain Falcon. Is that too risque? I think it's okay. It's a positive podcast. I don't be too negative. 
I think that may be too negative. Okay. If you if you have questions, <laughs> if you know me, I'll tell you the story in person. I don't want to be negative, and we're I'll cr- tell you straight we're up cr- cr- critical. But that's I don't want to be too critical. But yeah, I like the, I like the darker uh, the comics. I like the darker. I think because we get fed so much like happy go lucky superhero stuff, it's nice yeah. to see the darker, like more rooted. And what if there was an evil Superman? Like, that's... A little bit more realistic. Yeah. Like, if there were superheroes, they wouldn't all be perfect, cookie yeah. cutter... Exactly. Whatever. So there would be some type of corruption. Yeah. So, Invincible did that good. If you oh, want to see yeah. uh, a cartoon superhero show, they did a really good job there. Boys is doing great. Um, Umbrella Academy is dark, but it's not, like, evil. Well, no, they're kind of corrupt. Some, some of them are corrupt superheroes in there. I think that's all pretty good. So, yeah. There's a tidbit on that. I really want to, um, maybe saying this out loud will make it come into effect, but I really want to revive our um, review page, and I think I know how. I haven't told you this yet, but I think I know how I'm going to do it. We just have to get in this room, and oh, there's my video. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to get in this room and do it, and I have to find a time that works out to where we can do this but i think i have the perfect it's idea for so us to come back vague. it's very vague that's good because i don't want you to know it just yet but it's it's ck reviews on youtube if you're if you haven't followed that and you follow the carly's of gaming go follow ck reviews because we're gonna we're gonna review some things i think it'll be juicy i think it'll be good but i i gotta get us in this room and figure out how to do it so that's exciting good news i think we'll end on that Let's leave the people with something inspiring. Inspiring. What do you got for them, Kaylee Z? Uh, you can spend under three hundred dollars transforming your kitchen. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say we'll give you zero percent APR on your new car. <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. <laughs> Amazing. All right, folks. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening for so long. If you made it this far, I'm so proud of you. You've made it to an hour and 10 minutes plus, almost an hour and 11 minutes. These are the people, the, these are the heavy hitters, the, the what's, what's, what am I calling the people who listen to this podcast? Fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The five minutes. I do but, know you promised them a 30 minute. The episode. good stuffers. The fans are called the good stuffers. Ooh. Yeah. All right, good stuffers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Mm-hmm.